School holidays kicked in in CQ and so did the land evaluations on the Cap Coast. Andy Island, Livingston Mayor, gave us the heads up about it. Why did an email come through that stated bald is unstoppable? i got long hair. I don't know about that. We find out why. Yeah, plus options for Olympic mascots. Um mm. Some very odd calls that we got. We'll recap on that. I vote for Bluey. Yeah, <laughs> you're the only one. Okay. And with old mate Abby Chatfield becoming the ambassador for Maya, it led me to a question about the G. String. Banksy and Pinky for breakfast only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Last night, the International Olympic Committee announced Brisbane would host the 2032 Games. Um... Uh, Forget the fact that we ran unopposed for that, but that's all good. Uh, It'll be the third time Australia has held the Games. Uh, Of course, we remember Sydney in 2000 and Melbourne in uh, 1956. Uh, But, of course, it's down to the mascot. It's the big important question here. What are we going to go for as mascot of said Brisbane Olympics? How about your ibis? How about your bin chicken? The native species, contrary to popular belief, it is not a feral introduced species, nor does it originate from Egypt. I don't know where that started. Uh, Once rare in our urban areas, but it has become common sight in many cities across the country since like the 70s. It started getting uh, getting out a bit more. So if you remember, we had uh, Ollie the Kookaburra, Sid the Platypus, Millie and Kidna and Lizzie, the frill-necked lizard, all mascots of the 2000 games. Um, we've got the coat of arms, koala and kangaroo. Koala, emu and kangaroo. <laughs> koala, it's not on the goat arms. Probably should be. Um, but what about that bin chicken? The old ibis. Now, I've spoken to six people. Three have said, no, seriously, not good. Don't want that. And the other three said, that's great. Let's champion the old bin chicken. One, triple, three, five, three. Righto, groundsman, let's get your take on this. Uh, the bin chicken or Ibis 2032 Brisbane Olympic mascot. How do you feel? Yeah, no, no, nah, nah. Bill no. the Bilby or Pete the Penguin, but, you know, <laughs> bin chickens, they're a bloody pest. Are they, though? Well, they've got to pop out of pins. Well, look... They're a pest. Straight-out pest. Yeah, is that how we want to be represented? Like, come over here, we'll annoy you till we win gold kind of thing. Well, that's probably what he's probably thinking, too. (laughs) And when people meet them, they will know they're a pest. Yeah, not not feeling it. They'll pack at them. They'll follow them around and drop big giant... Turtles on the ground. God damn. Well, he's... They're messy, stinky, lysey things. Wow. Staunch in opposition for Ben Chicken as mascot. Thank you, groundsman. Morning, Triple M. Who's this? It's Jeff Banksy. How are you? Hey, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm confused. Uh, Confused? Yeah, I don't know whether it's a good thing that the Ibis could be our Brisbane 2032 Olympic mascot. Um... What, convince the me. Humble, the humble bin chicken, Banksy. <laughs> it's the most beautiful, iconic creature we have. Like yeah. We talk about in koalas and kangaroos. Yep. The bin chicken's the one. It has to be. Yeah. See, I, I, I like it because it's it's the um, it's the recycler. You know, it's the it's the we can we can use the things that we thought were thrown out and 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 find another life for it. That's like Australia, right? It is. It's unpretentious. It doesn't care what other people. It doesn't care what other people think. 
and it just gets the job done. What else has been happening this week with Banksy and Pinky on Triple MCQ? Now, look, when the press release came through about this, Banksy, I thought we were talking about bald men being unstoppable. What? And I was curious, but it was about bald tyres. And Mitchell Gollidge from (laughs) Continental Tyres joins us this morning. Morning, Mitch. Good morning. How are you both? Uh, this is what happens when you read headlines. Good. It's um, usually her apologising for me, but this <laughs> round, I am, I'm sorry, dude. Um, uh, so we're talking yes. about uh, bald tyres and why they are unstoppable this morning. Look, one in three cars that are driving around the country at the moment are driving around on unsafe bald tyres. Really? Um, one in three? Wow. One in three. Yeah, it's an amazing oh. uh, stat. Look, with the number of people that drive to sporting events at this time of year with school holidays yeah. uh, and people travelling, it does mean that people should get out and check their tyres to make sure that they're safe and they're mm. in, a, in a good condition to drive. I guess uh, us being more regional, we've got a little bit further to go for these sporting events. Yeah, than, we do long distances. Yeah, than the bigger cities and such. So it's probably more prevalent right now that we go, well, hang on, uh, all these sport going on, school holidays, maybe just to have a quick look at your tyres, right? Yeah, it's a really simple exercise. Um, It doesn't need any technical skills other than if you've got a 20-cent piece in your pocket, just pull it out, turn the platypus's uh, bill, put it into the head, and if you can see the bill itself on the platypus, then your tyres need to be changed. They're below the legal tread depth of the tyres. Okay, so, so what you're saying is you put the 20 cent like into the, the tread of the tyre and if, if it's... If you can see the bill of the platypus right. on, the, on the coin, then wow. the tyre is bald. It's that simple. It's a, the easiest check to make sure that your family, your kids and your loved ones are being looked after. Well, we found a new use for the 20 cent coin because <laughs> it's not like you can buy anything for 20 cents anymore. Um, and when you say bald is unstoppable, do you mean because once they blow, because they're bald, you, you lose control? You can't stop. Mm. It's not so much the blow. It's actually you need the tread for the water yes, to get out of the tyre gotcha. so that yes. it disperses out. Yeah, so it just makes the tyre grip the road a lot better. Yeah. Um, and look, at the end of the day, the only thing that is between the driver and the car and the road surface is the four patches of tyre that are on the road. So you need to make sure that they're the right tread depth and yep. they're able to stop you. And then there's a whole other scenario of when you're taking those cars and you're letting the tyres down because you're going onto some sand in a 4B or something and then you've got to get it back. Make sure you do have correct tyre pressure because it'll wear them down sooner if you don't, right? That's right as well. Yeah. I loved this stat as well, Mitch, that Aussies spend over 5 million hours travelling on the road to sporting events. Really? Yeah, that's all sporting events. It's an amazing stat. Um, and that's every month. Um, that's every month. Just, people are travelling a lot of time. Like Australians, we are devoted to our sport. Yeah. So yeah. Um, whenever we can get along to watch either a code or even to watch your own family members play sports. It's, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. part of our fabric. Mum's AFL and yeah. basketball car looking at me. <laughs> well, the way <laughs> I look at it is we, we go, oh, when we take them to these sporting events, yeah. they've got shin pads and headgear and, and mouth guards and things like that. They're all safe. But maybe they should be safe there and back as well in the travel of it. That's exactly right. 
right. Ah. And as I said, the quick check is all that they need to do to make sure. It's yeah. So head on down as soon as you can to your, your local twenty cent piece. <laughs> if if you can't figure out the platypus bill thing, yeah, take it to a, a, a tire fitter. I mean, these guys are ready to go. They're experienced. I wonder, actually, I've probably got a few questions for tire fitters. Do they retire every day? Oh, stop it! What? Uh, thanks oh, so much for your time this morning, Mitch from Continental Tires. Thanks a lot for your time. Subscribe now to stay up to date. Banksy and Pinky on Triple M CQ. Abby Chatfield has been announced as the newest face of Maya fronting the Australian retailer's annual denim campaign for 2022. Denim is on the way back, Pinky. Did it ever really go well, anywhere? no, but I would have thought Abby Chatfield more like a bras and things advocate <laughs> rather than like Maya, but hey. Yeah. There we go. No, she's uh, back on the jeans trail. Yeah, the denim's cool. Now, yeah, but it's 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 about uh, accessorising with the jeans, Pinky. Mm. Uh, look, there, there's so many different things that she goes into, you know, like you can get all the, the different jeans of, of the colour and, and you should buy them a little bit tighter when you oh, get mate, them. Oh, there is a bazillion like all ways of those to buy yeah. jeans. Yeah. yeah, well, she's given all of these tips out again that, you mm. know, that maybe the next generation don't know about the jeans buying thing because they don't communicate with their no parents. No one ever um, knows because there's so many of them. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I've got a sense of myself, though, but she goes, pants usually get really tight around your tummy, but jeans are comfortable as f- Oh wow! Yeah, this yeah. is for a Maya campaign. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the Maya's um, changed their um, <laughs> their image, haven't they? Really from back in the eighties, modernised themselves. They were very oh. classy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's all over the Instagram and social media oh, things and such. But um, the, the one um, accessory with the jeans is she's saying that you've got to have the loose fitting jeans this season, right? Mm. And the g string. Showing. 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 Um, And look, there's a photo of her. Yeah. She's just all about the clicks, mate. It's all good. Yeah, but in the photo, she looks very much like Kath and Kim's Kim. She would. (laughs) You remember when she always had that? Mojo. (laughs) That's right. Now, here's my question in this. Why is it called a G-string? You don't know. Um, it's very much string. Uh, I'll <laughs> confirm that. Look, this I is, don't know about G. I, I just have had this on my mind every time I see it. I'm There's like, no silly questions, Maxie. The, well, apparently there is. <laughs> uh, and this is it. I, the only reason I can think I call it a G string is because mm. when you see it popping out of the jeans like Abby Chatfield has, you're like, G. That was wild. Let's find out what else Banksy and Pinky have been up to. Andy Island, Livingston Mayor. How goes it this morning, sir? Awesome. Thank you, guys, and I hope you're both well. We are. Well, you know, we're not on the Cap Coast right now looking out at the beautiful waters and the sunrises. Yeah, look, and I'm no longer a school kid, so I don't get to bug my mum for food all day, (laughs) but uh, let's get down to the business. Yeah, land evaluations have just happened on the Cap Coast, right? They certainly have, yes. Yeah. uh, the results are interesting because um, on average, right across all rating categories, we're looking at about a 30% increase in Ooh, property values. Wow. Wow. Well, some, some categories, I mean, like residential categories, the, the average across all valuations there is around about 20%. Yeah. Um, industrial and commercial categories increases around 15%. But the big one is uh, in the rural categories. Uh, in some areas, it's about a 60% increase in valuations. 
Wow, that's huge. That is staggering, right? It's massive. Um, And um, what uh, we're suggesting to uh, any rural landholders who are concerned about that, that they need to get hold of the Value Agenda or get on their website, you can actually appeal the um, evaluation if you are so inclined. And um, Mm -hmm. the process for doing that is explained on their website. I just wanted to emphasise too, guys, that um, uh, there's been some commentary on social media over the last couple of days where the keyboard warriors have jumped on and said, well, this is just another excuse for council to raise rates. Well, that's a ridiculous comment to make because you know we're all ratepayers. Uh, the councillors are all ratepayers. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to see rates go up either. So ultimately, we can be working very hard to try and uh, control that. Everything's well, gone uh, up, Andy. But I mean, people are assuming that because, for example, in the residential category, there's a 20% increase in valuations, that's going to translate to a 20% increase in their rates. That's, well, that's not just, the case. That's not the case. No. Charging five bucks a litre for petrol. <laughs> that's what'll happen. <laughs> well, well, look, I think um, it uh, sort of comes with a better understanding of it. How how, how does it affect the rates? Can, can we get a bit more of an understanding of how a, an evaluation will then go and affect the council's rates? Well, the formula that is used to calculate rates is that the land valuation or property valuation is taken as, a, as the lump sum, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and then we multiply that by a rate in the dollar that's uh, applicable to the particular rating category that the property is in. For example, a residential category that's worth $200,000, well, there'll be a category for that and there'll be a rate in the dollar applied to that particular valuation. Now, council's okay. challenge in all of this is that we will be able to manipulate the rate in the dollar to try and control the increase in the rate. We, we just need to determine how much we need to, to raise in the way of revenue to cover all of our costs. You know, if council decides to make a small surplus or break even, then the rate in the dollar is adjusted. So, yeah. Andy, what do you put the 60% rise in valuations for rural properties down to? A, a couple of things, and this is the, the advice we, we've been given from the Value General. There's been a uh, heightened increase in the rural sector because mm. price, you know, prices are good. Yeah. Both for crops and for beef and other uh, other items. So the number of sales for rural properties uh, has um, you know, increased, as has the dollar amount being paid for those properties. Okay. Right. I, I thought it was just due to surf lakes and the pelicans. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not the case. We, we now have a very active real we estate do. market going yeah. on on the Capricorn Coast, and prices have been increasing. Then that's going to be reflected in the valuations because as the people pay for properties increase, then that really determines what the valuation is going to be. It's all pretty logical, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's been a population boom for Queensland because of COVID. So, yeah, we've had lots of people migrating back to Queensland. And then going to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Just done some quick calculations. I think my houses are worth about a toasted ham and cheese sanger. Uh, That's about (laughs) my increase. mate. That's the one that's very expensive. (laughs) (laughs) So a great time to be living on the Cat Coast. Just walking around saying, uh, I'm worth more. Yeah. But as I said, the challenge for council now is to sort of try and keep the rates as low as possible so that those um, valuations um, don't uh, impact too heavily. Uh, and that's why we're not on the council. We wish you all the best in getting that uh, across the line too, Andy, and appreciate a little bit of education on rates and evaluations this morning. I feel like I just went to school. <laughs> no, cheers, guys. Happy to help. And no detention this time. Thanks, Andy. Just a lot of debt. <laughs> debt, debt, debt. Debty, debt, debt. See you, Andy. Cheers, guys. That's it for now. Catch Banksy and Pinky weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple MCQ. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.